Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If somebody's pushing for engagement after dating for only four months, what do you do? We'll get into that in a bit, but first. I, 28-year-old female, am getting a courage to break up with my boyfriend, 24-year-old male. We've dated for almost four years, we're on and off for a month, but last week we were really good. He called and texted all the time, he was so cute and sweet, but suddenly this weekend, things happened. On Friday we were happy like usual, and then after Friday evening he seemed strange. No reading texts and replies, missed calls and not calling back until early Saturday, 3am. He said it was late, but talk later, heart. That was the last time he replied to my texts. Then all Saturday he didn't answer the phone. He read my text but didn't reply, so I didn't send anymore. Then I saw a girl like his pics on Instagram, and turns out they just followed each other. I don't know when. This kind of thing happened before and I'm so scared. Now it's Sunday, he still didn't reply to my Saturday's text, and didn't answer my call on Instagram, seen, but didn't call back. It made me think, what did I do wrong to deserve this? I cried non-stop by myself with confusion, because we were good for the whole week till Friday and now he just completely ignored me. It really hurt. Really, really hurt. Now I have a bit of sense and I just want to ghost him, block him, or something that could hurt him. But I also want it to end well. It's quite stupid that part of me still wants to hear his excuse, and I know he's going to call soon. I don't want to pick up to be honest, but I'm so scared of my weak self. I know I should let this person go since what he did was really quite cruel, but you know, when a person is too deep in love, I was just so scared of myself since his smiley face always makes me don't want to lose it. I may be overthinking this. Please kindly advice. Also, if breaking up, how should I write a breakup email? If I ghost him, he'll use that to blame me for sure. I kind of don't want that. I definitely think personally, considering this has only been going on for a month, that the ship has kind of sailed on this one. You know, maybe there was an excuse to be had if they didn't read and hear and have seen all of your notifications and didn't say anything at all. Honestly, I think just being honest and upfront, but not like blunt, would be the way to go. Just say, hey, this is some weird, shady activity. You've ignored me when I've tried to reach out multiple times. You can't send one simple text. I just don't think this is going to work and I want to stop seeing each other. Honestly, I think that's all there really needs to be to it. It doesn't need to be petty and ongoing. Would you guys agree or do you think you should go completely different or ghost them or even try to get some kind of purposeful revenge or should Opie hear them out? I'd like to know what you guys think. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy hearing these hard-hitting questions about relationships, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I, male 24, bought my first home, but now my grandfather, male 88, wants to move in with me. Up until a few weeks ago, I lived with my parents my whole life. Both my maternal grandparents have lived in our finished basement for the past 15 years. And while they're both able to walk and move around, they're still getting older, 80s, and my mom's been the one cooking for them in recent years. After I finished school a few years ago, I was determined to move out when I buy a house. I landed a great remote job and had great savings, but as much as I loved not having to have big expenses, I really wanted to get out of the house. 
I love my family, but I can't stand the lack of privacy, constant judgment and nagging, and the fact that both my parents and grandparents each have their own marital issues. Finally, after looking into the housing market in recent months, I was able to land a nice townhouse just 15 minutes away from my parents. My parents have been very helpful in the moving process, including getting supplies and doing light renovations. They've been a bit assertive on what they would change, but at the end of the day, it's my house, so my choice. And of course, my grandparents also paid a brief visit just to see the house while I still haven't moved in yet. Today, my mother told me how my grandfather wants to move in with me due to his issues with my grandmother and how he hates the conditions at my parents' house. I'm pretty sure my mom is also tired of my grandfather nagging her about certain things all the time as well. I don't know how to feel about this. I love my grandfather, but I don't know how I'd feel having an 88-year-old roommate that I would need to cook for. My mom said that she would come by daily to help out with any meal preps, but then it just feels like I'm not getting the privacy that I wanted if my grandfather's just going to be lurking around and my mom is going to be over every day. That being said... I feel like I would be an absolute horrible grandson if I told my mom or my grandfather that I don't want him to move in with me. He helped raise me in my youth, taking me to school and watching over me when my parents worked. I admit I haven't been spending as much time with him as I used to due to my job and outings with friends, but I still don't know how I could possibly say no to him, especially considering how he's wanting to move in with me, and my mom seems to be on board with that too. What can I do to deal with this situation since either way I'll feel really bad? Personally, I think in this situation you deserve to live your own life and I think you more than anybody would have a right to say no that you don't want to spend the first moment of absolute adulthood freedom you have in your life saddled down with taking care of an elderly grandparent. Considering how forward and on board they are with this plan of him moving in, you're probably going to get guilt tripped if you don't say yes. But honestly, it isn't OP's responsibility. They shouldn't feel obligated to. And I think they have every right to choose to not be responsible for somebody else. It's really not a question that you're going to leave feeling good about either way. Sometimes that first step into adulthood also requires some extremely difficult, I guess you could say letting down of other people. Learning to say no, even if it upsets people that you do care about. Our next story is, we, male 35, female 33, bought my boyfriend's family's house and are having issues with his siblings, 25-year-old female, 27-year-old male, and 40-year-old female, treating it like a storage unit and walking right in. Not sure what to do. Me, female 33, and my boyfriend, male 35, bought his parents' house at a discount. Part of his family was mad that they gave us the offer and not them. The other half of the family are still treating it like their parents' house. For example, his younger brother randomly let himself in at 2am after partying and then stayed in his room for a few days. His younger sister will also do the same. Whenever she visits, she usually doesn't announce it and she just lets herself in and stays in her old room. A lot of everyone's stuff is still in their rooms since we haven't really had time to start the remodeling. I spoke with my boyfriend about us needing to clear the rooms and he agreed and let his siblings know they had to start removing their items. They were very mad, specifically his older sister, and said, What's the point of keeping the house and the family if we can't keep our stuff? And everyone agreed with her. That was a couple of weeks ago and nothing has changed. So I think kind of like the last story, this is another hard, difficult situation that 
although you care about these people and you don't want to just be this callous jerk and ruin your place in the family, you gotta have that hard conversation with them and set those boundaries. You own the place and it's more than reasonable to not want it filled up constantly and used as low-tier free storage for other people. I think the important thing is you don't really have to explain yourself, just saying this is not going to work for us anymore, or no, we don't want that here, thank you, is all you have to say, even if they keep trying. This next story is, I, 35-year-old female, suspect that my husband's friend slash friend's husband, 34-year-old male, has feelings for me. So, my husband and I have been friends with this other couple for about 12 years. This friend, we'll call him Billy, and my husband used to work together and that's how we all started hanging out. We've been seeing them a lot more frequently in the last year and lately, I've been getting the vibe that Billy has feelings for me. He's been paying more attention to me than he used to. He strikes up conversations with me a lot. He's always paying me compliments, which is weird because he's usually kind of rude with his wife. He puts her down a lot, but it feels like he's been putting me on a pedestal when we get together. He even berated his wife once for accidentally bumping into me. He's super quick to rush to my aid too if he thinks I need something. For instance, I'm a nail biter, so I have no nails and was struggling with a beer tab recently. Even though my husband was right next to me if I needed help, Billy steps in instantly to offer his help. He also offered to help me pay for a VR set so he could have someone to play with. At first I thought he was just being nice, but now I don't know. And he recently tried talking me into applying for a job at his company, which is in no way relevant to my line of work. I've noticed he also tends to do macho showing off kind of stuff. Can't know if it's something he does in general or if he's trying to impress me, but he's done stuff like move a ridiculously heavy rock like could give you a hernia sized rock, in our yard all by himself, almost like he was trying to outdo my husband. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I can't shake the feeling. I'm afraid of him trying to take things farther and ruining the friendship. I've become pretty close with his wife, and it's nice having a close female friend. What do I do in this situation? Is there anything I can do? So is OP on a level where they can talk to their own husband about this and share their concerns and see how their husband feels about it? My question is, is this still a secret as far as what OP's picking up to OP's husband? I think it would really help clarify where to go with this and what to do if both of you were on the same page. I mean, as long as he's not the kind of person that would maybe overreact or lash out because you shared this inkling that you have, wouldn't communicating this with your husband really be the right first step? This next story is, my 40-year-old female, father, 70-year-old male, is a liar and I don't know how to keep up a relationship with him. TLDR, my father has always exaggerated stories but now just makes things up. I can't talk to him because everything I hear sounds fake. I want there to be more for him after his wife slash my mother passed away. Our conversations are like chit-chatting a stranger in a coffee shop. Very unfulfilling. How do I keep a deeper level relationship with someone I don't trust? Growing up, I always felt some of the stories he would tell would feel off. He's always been one to over-embellish a thing or two. For example, he's told stories of going to Disney or the Grand Canyon or Seattle or California to my partner when we first started dating and I recall saying, I never knew you've been to so-and-so. I wouldn't question too much. It's my father. Of course, I would ultimately believe him. When my mother, his wife of almost 50 years, passed away, there was a noticeable spike in the fibbing. At her funeral, he got up in front of everyone and said, thanks for coming. 
you know, 400 people have reached out to me with condolences and expressed regret that they were unable to attend. I think he was embarrassed because he thought more people would come to the funeral service, but it wasn't like there was no one there. Probably around 70 people came through, and this was at the tail end of lockdown restrictions, and a grieving spouse is going to have some quirks while actively grieving. We're approaching two years since she's been gone, but now it's just flat out lying, and I don't know why or how to handle it without losing my temper. Examples While at Home Depot, a sales guy started talking to my sister about installing new windows, and she politely was doing the thanks but no thanks spiel, and my dad walks up and says, I actually own a hotel. We're looking to redo our windows. Give me your card. He works at a hotel, but he doesn't own any business. The situation that pushed me into a screaming match was I asked if he resolved something at the bank that's been dragged on for months, and he says, I go weekly. I scream at the tellers. They say they can't help me. They have security escort me out every time now. I press that that doesn't make sense. They have to help with your account at their bank. Then he says a lawyer who we hired tried to call and sort it out and even she can't get an answer. Again, this doesn't make sense. If you had a professional hired that you are paying, they can't just throw up their hands and say, well, can't help, and apparently just hang up the phone on you. By this point in the conversation, I say, I don't believe you. Have you even reached out to the bank? Because I really don't think you have. But he would not back down and did not retract any statement. Now every conversation I have with him I hear through this filter. Everything sounds off. If we're not talking about something with empirical data, I generally just don't believe him. He said he had problems with a paycheck from work. I asked what they said about it, who we'd talk to, and... He took it all the way to the top. He got on the phone with the head of HR at the corporate office. Like, I can't engage when it's just so over the top. I don't think it's from him being lonely. He's an active member of a community service club, has a new girlfriend, that's a whole other can of beans, visits family every weekend, seems to enjoy his job and colleagues as much as one can. I see now he's just always done this. It's really pushing us away. I feel totally disrespected. Like, who is this man? I don't want to go out with him because I'm nervous he'll embarrass himself. Other people have to see through this. It's just gotten so bad, and it's constant. We don't have extended family that we particularly enjoy being around, so it's just our little unit left. I don't want to push him away, and confronting him just makes him dig in his heels or walk away from the conversation. I can't just change the topic. The same formula applies to every single story. Clearly, me pointing out his fibs does nothing to show that talking with him is not enjoyable. I can't ask deeper questions because I don't know if anything he tells me is real. How do I maintain a relationship when every conversation has this element of fake grandiosity or flat out isn't real? I want to hear about his life and not just the latest weather and traffic reports. I just don't know how to proceed. As long as OP feels assured that there's nothing mentally going on, I mean, the lies sound pretty oddly specific and grandiose enough that it's hard for me to believe that there would be some kind of disease-caused lie-telling going on. I don't know, maybe there's just a reason why they feel so walled up, like they have to protect who they are or what they're doing. I mean, I don't know if you'd be able to ever get them to do something, but it would probably be worth an evaluation. I mean, do they personally just not want to open up to their own kid? 
Is it something emotional based since their wife passed away? Or could it be a symptom of some kind of disease or something? Maybe the simple fact is through and through, this is just who he is and he's not going to open up and have a deeper relationship. Our next story is my 43-year-old female, longtime friend, 43-year-old female, is breaking her own heart by sleeping with married men. How can I advise her without seeming judgmental? My long-term friend, 25 years, is unlucky in love. She has had one relationship and her boyfriend cheated on her and left. She's recently started sleeping with and kind of dating married men. It's happened three times that I know of. The men are all people she's known a long time who are in long-term relationships and, in my opinion, get bored and move on to an easy, lonely target. She flirts with them, sleeps with them, she catches feelings. They won't leave their wives and she gets her heart broken. She's attractive, independent, and well-off. Men like her and find her physically appealing. She wants a partner but doesn't seem to want to put the effort into relationship building when there are married men all over the place who want a bit on the side. Without being moralistic about it, because I personally don't agree with what she's done but don't see it my place to be judgmental, how do I advise her to stop this pattern so she can find a healthier relationship? She has definitely said she wants one and would like to get married someday. I think I would approach it if you feel so obligated to in a way where you ask if it's something you can broach. You know, reach out to them. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com preferably in person and say, hey, do you feel comfortable talking to me about relationships and the people you're regularly seeing? If so, I think then from there you can go into the whole, I don't judge you and I'm never passing judgment upon you, you know, how you would just love to see them in a better situation for themselves. But to be fair, if they don't want to talk about it, it's really not your place to involve yourself in it. The bottom line is if she's happy and comfortable doing this with married men, that's really all there is to it. This next story is, my long-distance girlfriend, 24-year-old female, is pushing me, 23-year-old male, for engagement next year. We've been dating for about four months and I'm not ready yet. What should I do? My girlfriend suddenly brings up marriage and she said she wants us to marry next year in August. We've been doing long-distance for four months and met each other three times while doing vacations. She said in August we'll be dating for more than a year and she thinks it's enough time for us to prepare for marriage. I'm still unsure if one year is enough for us to understand each other well enough. She said if I'm not ready for marriage yet, I should be ready for doing more long distance and the uncertainties that would happen. But I do think it's easier to deal with that than rushing marriage and risk everything falling out later on. She doesn't seem to like my response. I'm also still finishing college and have things to accomplish before I settle down. 
Now, obviously, let me clarify, I am no professional, and my advice is just my own personal feelings and not something that you should professionally follow. But if I were an OP situation, this would be a huge red flag. Not only is OP, as stated, on that ramp, ready to take off to actually just experience their life for the first time, you haven't even physically lived with this person. Like, I would think you would want to at least physically live in the same place with a person for at least half a year before you ever even begin to consider shackling down with somebody. Honestly, I've been there on the long distance thing. I've been burnt out on that. It's not that I don't think multi-year long distance relationships can work out, but I think the longer a long distance relationship goes on, if there's a chance it falls apart, when you think about the time spent on that relationship versus trying to have something actually physically there, I think it can very easily be a very big regret. Our next story is, I think I could be happier. I, female 22, have been dating my girlfriend, female 22, for over three years. All through college and now summer of postgrad, she's my everything. And not just my girlfriend, but also my best friend. And I'm absolutely in love with her. The problem is, the relationship has some issues, and I just feel like I could be happier, but I don't want to lose her and I'm not feeling ready to end it. The issues boil down to dissatisfaction in the sexual department, emotionally misunderstood, and not being loved in my love language. There's no lack of love between us, and I know that we would both go our entire lives together, but we would both be compromising on utmost happiness, and I feel like that isn't fair to either of us. I need some wise person on Reddit to help me see clearly. Do I walk away heartbroken in the hopes to eventually find someone who satisfies all those needs? Or do I stay and work through it and hope the situation improves? Obviously OP didn't get too into the specifics. Honestly, I think it really comes down to the communication where you both feel you are as far as what you both want long term. Is what you need something your partner is wanting and willing to work on? Or is it a situation where obviously you love each other dearly, but in terms of a relationship, you're just not fully compatible? I think there's a lot of questions that OP needs to answer for themselves and also openly in communication with their partner. It basically comes down to what your needs are. Can and will they be fulfilled? Especially in your early 20s, people change or people experience things. I think you can love each other to death and still not be right for each other. And at the same time, that perfect person also isn't guaranteed to just be around the corner either. It's a tricky one. Our next story is, my 25-year-old female, partner, 25-year-old male, of 5 years, hasn't responded to me in 5 days. Update, we're at day 7 now. We'll keep updating this post until we actually speak. At what point do I assume the relationship is now officially over? 2 weeks of ghosting? A month? Hey all. TLDR, my partner of 5 years is dealing with anxiety and sometimes goes offline for a bit to take some me time? But we're at a new record where he hasn't responded to me in 5 days. What do I do? How do I draw a boundary without undermining his mental well-being? Sorry this is so long. So, I've been in a relationship with my partner for 5 years now, and he's had some struggles mentally where he would take time off his phone and just disappear for a day or two. I remember the first time it happened in the very beginning, I got super paranoid. I rang his friends and mum thinking something may have actually happened to him as he just stopped responding for three days straight, and that's me being his girlfriend. He ghosts his friends and extended family for weeks and months sometimes. He told me he gets anxiety and would need time to himself occasionally. 
Back then I told him that that's absolutely fine if you need space. Of course, take all the space you need. I'm here if you need anything. But at the same time, I am your partner. I get worried. Please, if you could at least send a tiny message saying, just taking time to myself today won't respond much. Or even if that's you just sending an emoji just so I know you're okay. So even though we agreed to that, he would never actually let me know that he's having his down days, even though we agreed on a message, but whatevs. His ghost would only last a day max. Even if we don't speak that day, I know I'll wake up to his message the next day, or he would call me or whatevs, so this hasn't been bothering me as much. Plus, he's always emphasized that he doesn't get affected by us not talking. Whenever we do meet in person, we just take off right where we left off last time we were together. Now these last few months, things have been getting worse. He got back to ghosting me for three days a few times, and now we have an all-time record five days. That's mad. How do I approach this? We had a talk about this a couple of months ago where I opened up about how much this affects me, and yes, he's feeling anxious, but us not talking brings anxiety onto me too. So where does that leave us? A dysfunctional relationship where we're both just anxious? Nonsense. I told him that every time he does this, it makes me question his intentions moving forward with me, and it just makes me feel like he's abandoning the relationship, which he always emphasizes he's not. How do I do this? I really don't want to come off confrontational. I want to be his safe space, where he knows he can have the time to himself, and I'll be there for him no matter what, but at the same time, what? I'm not comfortable going five days without talking, obviously. I was thinking of giving him a bit of a warning maybe when he does get back to me sometime soon. Perhaps just being very nonchalant, non-confrontational, saying something like, I hope you're feeling better now, but just a heads up, this is the last time I'm finding myself in this position, and if you are not willing in finding a compromise that works for both of us, I mean, come on, I feel like we came up with so many options to find middle ground in this situation, how come my needs are completely ignored, then it's time for me to move on. If I were in his shoes, I would hope that my partner stays by my side if I'm feeling super down and I'm just not in the right place mentally. And I don't want to be a jerk leaving him for wanting to just take some him time. But at the same time, surely there must be some boundaries that just can't be crossed. Five-day ghosting streak is way beyond that. Oh, and by the way, he's fine. As in, not dead and nothing happened at home. I speak to his mom almost daily and I know she would for sure let me know if something drastic happens. We also share our Spotify account and I see him playing music every day. Plus my messages. I tried reaching out to him the first three days. Would always deliver so he's fine, which is good. But is that really the way I should be finding out about his well-being? How do I non-problematically speak to him when he gets back? By standing my ground? but being respectful towards him and his emotions at the same time. I mean, we've been together for five years now, it's not just a fling, and it's not as simple as just dump him. Has this been going on for all five years of this relationship? Have they regularly been living together? Or has this been long distance all five years? I mean, it's understandable if they get anxious or overwhelmed that they need to take some alone time, especially in a long-distance relationship where there's a lot of expectation on online constant talking. But it goes without saying that you can't just disappear on your partner for five days plus at a time. 
I don't want to assume anything about what they're going through, but if I were in OP's position, I would not be able to help myself from thinking that maybe there's just some interest being lost. Although they might be going through some things, they're also at the same time choosing to treat you this way. There's no openness here, there's no collaboration, there's no communication. I think the most problematic thing is the five years that's gone on. I think at this point, more than the relationship itself, you're probably most afraid of the sunk cost fallacy. Our next story is, I, 23-year-old female, introduced my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, to my friends, both 22-year-old female. It didn't go well. Last Saturday, I, 23-year-old female, finally introduced my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, to my two friends, both 22-year-old female. I'd been wanting to because I thought my boyfriend is lovely and I couldn't wait to show them the guy I've been seeing and also him getting along with my friends would be a great indicator of how he is as a person as well. I'd been really anxious to do it since one of them, let's call her G, I would say I'm a bit wary of when it comes to my romantic relationships. There were a few instances before my current relationship where her behavior indicated that she liked whoever I liked, bar one guy only because he made it clear to her from day one he didn't trust her and she got the gist that he didn't like her. To be honest, this guy wasn't pleasant though. It's not that we have the same type. I noticed when she liked guys on her own grounds, she'd go for someone who I personally wouldn't have picked. But whenever I told her I liked someone, she'd eventually then show interest in them too or start talking about them loads without me even bringing them up. I used to think it's maybe just in my head. But my mom and sister had noticed her behavior too since we became good friends in high school. To be honest, all of this could be insecurities and jealousy speaking. We've been compared to each other since we became close in high school. As in, people would say we look the same or joke that we're the same person. Even though we're different in our eyes. I mean, we're not even the same ethnicity. So, because of this, I guess I just felt that I wanted to be my own person without having that comparison. As time went on, we both pursued different things, which helped my feelings against her a lot. However, when it came to my love interests, that's where it gets a bit blurred. It got to the point where I stopped telling her who I was talking to or interested in because I didn't want her to butt in. I was starting to feel okay around her again, and I tried not to let things get in the way of our friendship. To be honest, she's a good friend. Obviously, I couldn't just hide my boyfriend forever, and I didn't want to hide him from my other friends, so we met up. It started off okay. I noticed I was more nervous than ever, and he could tell too. Even before the date, I kept thinking maybe it's not a good idea. G's gonna behave different, etc. But I just dismissed all those thoughts. Then G arrived. He introduced himself to them both, and since this is our first relationship, and his first time meeting his girlfriend's friends, he said something along the lines that he didn't know what the introductory protocol was, whether to hug, shake hands, whatever. It was a casual, slightly funny comment, and I didn't think too much of it. But G just jumps at it and said, Oh, I love hugs, I'll take a hug, and instantly goes to hug him. To him, this is his norm and his culture. They're both English while I'm not. The thing is, G didn't do this with any of my other friends' significant others when we all first met them, nor has she ever been comfortable with instigating hugs with people she just met. This took me by surprise, and given everything in the past, I was in complete panic mode. I wasn't sure how to react anymore. Once we finally reached our dinner place, I was feeling sick and just anxious the whole night. I had to step out to take a call with my sis. 
I'd sent her a panicked text that I was feeling insanely jealous and insecure. I was on call for 15 minutes, and it was my other friend who came out to check if I was okay. Eventually, I went in and I could just tell everything was awkward. The whole night, I just watched her behavior and just felt she was trying to get as close to my boyfriend as possible. When I'd leave his side for a minute, she'd take my spot near him. She tried to maneuver herself to share a menu with him when he bent down to share it with me. I swear, in any group conversation, her eyes were on him and eyeing him up and down. Just little things that made me on alert. I didn't think there was any flirting between them, but no one in the group are great flirts anyways. It's a miracle I ended up with my guy. She'd overly laugh at every comment he'd make, even if they're not funny. By the end of the night, I felt crap. I was so focused on basically making sure she didn't try anything that my mind wasn't really into the night out. Looking back, I could have acted better and I do have some regrets. My other friend could tell something was up and try to lighten the mood and make things seem better. I opened up to my boyfriend about everything, including this friend, and he took it so well and wasn't dismissive. He understood that this is all probably coming from a place of insecurity and trauma. My dad cheated on my mom with her best friend. He was attentive and told me to let me know if he ever crosses any lines. He apologized for not checking up on me during the call, when I'd hoped he did. His explanation was that he didn't want to seem like that type of controlling boyfriend who couldn't leave his girlfriend's side and has to know where she is at every moment. He didn't want to give the wrong impression to them, which I get. Luckily for me, the whole ordeal made me trust my boyfriend more and just brought us closer together. Now I just don't know if I can trust G. I don't think I should confront her about this since I can't even prove anything with solid evidence. It's just based on her behavior and my perception of it. And I wouldn't want to lose her just because of this. She's in basically all of my friendship groups and despite everything, she's a decent friend. So it's kind of good that I haven't lost her friendship. My boyfriend and I have a better understanding of the situation and we've reestablished boundaries again to make sure no one crosses any lines again and we're closer than ever. Despite all the good, I just feel a bit lost and confused. I'm more weary of G now than ever, but I'm wondering, was it justified for me to even feel this way in the first place? I keep thinking maybe I'm overthinking and overreacting, but the people who know about the situation said it's understandable, so I don't know. I don't know if they're just biased in their opinion. I feel bad, but then again, her behavior was out of character and she knew of my past and traumas. So I would have thought she'd react based on that. What do you guys think? Should I do something and what should I do if I need to do anything? How should I feel about this? I think it's great that OP's on the same page with their boyfriend in this situation. I think this is a situation you play by ear a little bit. You continue to go forward and you just see if there's any more very obvious stuff. I mean, obviously you don't want it to ruin all of the situations where you're out with your boyfriend and they're around. But I would just say see if this pattern of behavior continues to happen. And if it does, don't be afraid to jointly confront her about it. Or even just let the boyfriend address her personally and say that they're uncomfortable with what seems to be advances being made at them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear some more hard-hitting relationship questions and my completely amateur not-professional advice, make sure to check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 